Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we will study God's Word. Our text this morning comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. It is known as the Shema. That's the Greek word for hear. So it's hear, O Israel. The Lord God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments shall be, I give you this day, shall be upon your heart. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the way, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols around your hands. Bind them to your foreheads. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and gates. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build. Houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide. Wells you did not dig. Vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then, when you eat and are satisfied, remember the Lord God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. This text is critically important to our Jewish brothers and sisters. They have recited often. They had developed a litany that they used for their morning prayer, their evening prayer, when they begin Shabbat and worship God. And it's set in that, um, that litany is, if I can have the next slide, says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Next slide. Can I have the next slide? Blessed be the name of his glorious kingdom forever and ever. And that's what they say. I want us to learn that today. We are going to begin the sermons every week by reciting this litany of the Shema. And we are going to do it in Hebrew. You get to learn Hebrew. You are going to be 1% of the 1% of the 1% of Christians worshiping today who will know Hebrew, the Shema. So here's how it goes. First slide. I will say, Shema Yisrael. No, 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 no. I'm saying this, all right? (laughs) You get to listen. Shema Yisrael. Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Now it's your turn. Now I'm going to teach this to you slowly. Next slide. Baruch. Can you say that? Baruch. Oh, let's do that again. Baruch. Okay, the next word is shame. 
shame. Let's put that together. Baruch shame. All right, I'll say it and then you say it. Baruch shame. Baruch shame. Okay, the next one's a little tricky. There's that apostrophe there. There's no, uh, there's no uh, vowel there. So it's kavod. Kavod. All right, try that. Kavod. Okay, let's put those three words together. Baruch, shame, kavod. Oh, you're good. The next part goes like this. Now, this is a little bit guttural, kind of Germanic. Uh, so it's mahuto. Okay, again, mahuto. Okay, and the next one is le'olam. Again, it's that uh, apostrophe up there. Le'olam. Ready? Le'olam. Let's put those two together. Mahuto le'olam. And the last is easy. Va'ed. Va'ed. Okay, let's try it from the beginning. I will, I will uh, say the first part. You get to say the second part. Shema Israel. No, whoa, 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 this is my part. Don't get, don't get on my part. We're going to be a choir here. You stay in your own lanes, all right? Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Baruch Shem Kavod, Mahuto Le'olam Fa'ed. Let's try that one more time. My part, then your part. Just leave the slide up. You don't need my slide. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Baruch Shem Kavod, Mahuto Le'olam Fa'ed. Which means, blessed be the name of his glorious kingdom forever and ever. Hear, O Israel. What does it mean to hear? God is calling us to hear. If you don't know Deuteronomy very well, it is essentially three sermons by Moses. A really short one, a really long one, and a very short one. And this text this morning is the beginning of the very long one. Hear, O Israel. Really what it means is listen up. Hey, pay attention to what I'm about to say because what I'm about to say is important. Some of you know that I coached high school basketball for uh, 20 years, boys varsity, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but a lot of times we would say, hey, listen up. Had a coach who would say, blow the whistle and go, eyes. And everyone was supposed to stop where they are, turn to the coach, and look at him. Or if he yelled, ears, you're supposed to run up, take a knee, and listen to what he has to say. Hear, O Israel, pay attention to this because what I'm about to tell you is critically important for you and for you as a nation. In a sense, uh, one of the things I've learned when I was preparing for this sermon was that there is no word in Hebrew for obey. There's not a word in Hebrew for obedience. That's because in the word shama, it not only means hear, 
but it also means obey. So it's part and parcel of the same thing. It means you cannot hear and not do anything about it. Or you can say, yeah, I heard you, but then ignore it and go on your merry way and you continue to live life the way you always lived life. Then you have not heard. It is to hear and obey. Shema, PCC. Hear and obey. A couple of years ago, my grandsons came to visit me, all three of them. There are three of them within 40 months of the oldest and youngest. They are, uh, they are loud. <laughs> They're about as loud as a jet ticking off at the airport. And they, have, and, and they are natural nuclear reactors. <laughs> they have so much energy. When they came out, the three of them together without their parents, we uh, took them one day to uh, Six Flags uh, in Animal Kingdom in Vacaville. It's a really fun place because you have all these rides for all kinds of ages, but they also have this animal side, the zoo side, which they also have shows, and they have a show of dolphins. Ever been to a, a dolphin show? They're pretty amazing. Those animals are amazing. It was amazing that they could leap out of the pool 30 feet in the air and touch a ball. It was amazing that they can travel backwards on their tail. What I was really interested in was not so much the dolphins. I was really interested in the trainers. The trainers, the relationship between the trainers and the dolphins, I found fascinating because they would communicate with hand signals. They would do something like this and go. And the dolphins would go and do whatever this meant. <laughs> I didn't know. They knew. And they did it perfectly. Sometimes it would be like, which meant they swam over to where we were sitting and splashed us. <laughs> or they would you know, do something else, and then, which we had touched the ball way up. And I'm sitting in the audience like you are watching here. I'm soaking wet, sitting in the sun, getting warm, and I'm thinking, I've missed my calling in life. <laughs> you laugh because you probably think I'm I miss my, my calling as a dolphin trainer. No. I'm a basketball coach at heart, and I thought, you know, really I missed coaching a basketball team of dolphins. <laughs> really, honest. Why? Because whatever the trainers said, they did. I have been always amazed by when players make boys varsity basketball, how relatively bad they are. <laughs> it's amazing they made the team in, in many cases. I'll tell you more about that next week. 
So the next day, I actually went to a summer game. Our team, the head coach was there. I hadn't seen him in a couple of weeks. And I'm telling him the story about going to Animal Kingdom and watching the dolphin show and talking to the trainer. And I said, we're missing out by not having a dolphin on our team. (laughs) And he just smiled and shook his head at me and thought, you're nuts. (laughs) So the horn blew, pregame's over, guys come over. The coach says, you're the one, you're the two, you're the three, you're the four, you're the five. First time, first possession, we are going to run circle. Everybody know what circle is? Yeah. Okay, first possession. If we get the tip, first play, circle. If they get the tip and we get the rebound, we come back up the floor, we're going to run circle. So they go out there, we win the tip, we get into position, the point guard pass to the right place, and then we have no idea what they did after that. (laughs) They did not run circle at all. 30 seconds has eclipsed from the time we said we're going to run circle, and they are not running circle. And I just leaned over to the coach and said, dolphins. (laughs) We need dolphins. That's an amusing illustration of hear and obey. But it has bad unintended consequences if we just hear but not obey. Quite a while ago, I had the privilege of uh, leading the uh, memorial service for uh, a young man. And I met his mother, and I was there for his wife, his widow. And, uh, but as I got to know his mother, learned that she was Catholic, was very devoted, went to worship all the time, went to Bible studies all the time, and I thought, that's, that's impressive. I, 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 that's great. And yet when I saw how she spoke to her daughter-in-law and how she mistreated her daughter-in-law during a time that is stressful for everyone, I'm thinking to myself, you have heard, but you have not obeyed. So whenever you see this about hear and obey, uh, hear, O Israel, you have to know that he is also saying, obey. So who is it we are to hear? Hear, O Israel. Hear the Lord God. It is the Lord God who speaks to us. I don't know how many people here have actually heard the voice of God Not too many. We don't live in that age when God does that uh, as a matter of practice uh, to most of us. We are to hear God's voice. But the way that we hear God's voice for the most part is through his word. It's his word, the Bible. It's not about our opinion or what I think or feel. It's about God's will and God's ways and God's commandments. One of the things I had the privilege of doing is to go to theological seminary where we got to get some tools by which to interpret and understand the Bible. 
And as we got into these exegetical tools and practiced them, all of a sudden I began to realize that we are examining and analyzing God. All of a sudden I began to realize we're treating God as a subject rather than a person who loves me. And as we became more proficient, we began to lose sight of the fact that we really need God. The stronger I am, the more I, uh, uh, more knowledgeable I was, I'm thinking I'm strong, I'm independent, I can do this. All of a sudden, I really find myself distant from God. And if we are to hear and obey God, we need to hear his voice, but it becomes so real out of our need. We find ourselves to be needy. I know it's that way for me. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. This is my day.
I ended up crying through that, having to sing it so many times. Especially in those moments in which I know I'm so far away from God. And I really desperately need Him. Well, who is the God that we are to listen to? His name is Yahweh. At least that's what's written. Our Jewish brothers and sisters don't even say the name because it's so sacred to them. They use other words. They use Hashem, which means the name, or Jehovah, which is Yahweh using the, uh, the vowels in the word Adonai. Just to show you the difference, if we could have the slide comparing the, um, oh, the, um, the litany we say the litany. One more. Next slide. Yeah, Shema Israel. The way it's written in Scripture in Exodus uh, in uh, Deuteronomy is Yahweh Eloheinu, Yahweh Echad, and yet the litany is said, "Hear, O Israel, Shema Israel, Adonai." which means master, because they can't say it because for them it is so sacred. They have this profound reverence for the living God. And it's something I need to work on, is to have that kind of reverence for the living God. Let me finish this by saying, pointing out that the text says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. But the focus is loving God, which is much more than obey, hear and obey. It's born out of relationship, out of love, When I met my future wife, girl, girl then, uh, Claudia, man, I flipped for her. I was a walking, talking basket case. I always wanted to be with her. Forget class, forget studying, forget reading, even forget golf. I was really amazed about that, forgetting golf. Because I wanted to be with her. I would say no to other things because I wanted to be with her. She was that valuable and important to me. <laughs> Thank you very much. It will be 47 years this, this August. My pastoral heart for all of you 
is that you will learn to love God. To make the kinds of decisions to say, I will not do these things because I want to be with God. Life is better when I am with God. All this other stuff is really trivial and unimportant. So Shema Israel, Shema PCC. Hear and obey, but most of all, love God. Oh Lord our God. I pray that you have spoken to us, that you have touched us, that we are now different because we have heard your word to us. Not just in our ears, to our minds, but in our heart. and have, We have been transformed in even a small way because we have heard you. Lead us, guide us as we go our way this day. And the people of God said, Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.